everybody. We're back. We are back. This is episode 20 of our podcast and we've had a little break, mm-hmm. um, but we're back and we're really, really excited about being back, really. Jazzed it's been, up. It's just so pumped. Is that what Yeah, we are. We're, we've got, we packed in jet fuel and we're taking a spaceship to excitement. Podcast town. Exactly. <laughs> And we're ready, and we're roaring, and we're ripping, and we're ready to go. I mean, I've had a really nice cry this morning already. Gorgeous. Which has set me up for a good need. day. All you need. All you need. Hot water didn't work. Had a cold shower. That got me in the zone. <laughs> so um, we also are very grateful for people who have subscribed, because I think we're going to start asking people to subscribe. Yeah. I think we've been a bit cool and aloof about getting people to listen to the podcast mm-hmm. get, or watch the podcast. But, but I think from now on, I think we should take initiative Mm-hmm. And, and make people listen. Yeah, because I think when it comes to business, you can't be the cool girl all mm-hmm. the time. You know? We've been the cool girl for long enough. We've been the cool girl for long enough, and you guys fancy us by now. We've, we've, we've hooked you in. Now, now we need now to Now we're going to make our, you stay. Now we need to do our bidding. Commit. Exactly. You commit. Know? commit like men don't, you know? Exactly. You know? We don't want to get married. No. We just want you to commit. We just want you to a, love us forever. A written agreement, just exactly. that you're not going to leave. Yes. Not going to cheat, and not going to... You well, know. that's asking for quite a lot, but you yeah. know, just they're not going to leave. Basically, True. don't don't leave us. Exactly. Stay. Exactly. You can listen to other podcasts. Yeah, you can listen to other two women chatting about stuff. But come on, because there as are quite good. a few. <laughs> We're, and they're really good. We're one in a sea of many. Many in my break, sirens. I did listen to quite a few women podcasts yeah. in our little break, and um, I was I was quite intimidated. Yeah. Do you get jealous of other people? I was just quite intimidated by not only that how eloquent other people are. I always get impressed by how bigger words people use. Oh, always. Yeah. Like I was listening to Fern Cotton talk to Billy Piper. You know how much I love Billy Piper. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> like, that's Bimbo Summit 101. I honestly could that's listen like, to those two women speak. That's like your, that's like your idea of a dream, mm-hmm. isn't it? I do, I do message you on Instagram. I do every single time Fern. <laughs> thank you, Ten. Every single time Fern Cotton does an Instagram, I do direct message you the Instagram. Yeah. And I don't ever know what it's for. Is she, is, is Jessie want me to listen to what Fern's saying? Is it about her outfit? Is she laughing at her? Or is she agreeing with her? Or is Jessie just so supportive of Fern Cotton <laughs> living in this world, being an icon and a guiding light for all of us? I just want you to see what she's up to. Exactly. Do you know I actually feel comforted by knowing her. her quite her. often. Quite, we've got the baby here today. Um, it's quite exciting for all of us. There's so many new things happening. Exactly. So the baby's sitting up. The baby's eating food. So am I. Phoebe's had her hair done, as you might be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, for any listeners who can't see, I, um, I went in for my first ever set of highlights and I came out with this. So I had a it's bit of a panic highlights. attack. It's this not is highlights. not highlights. This is not highlights. <laughs> I think that's what we can see. And I think it shows that if you've used box dyes on your hair and you fucked around with it, the second that they put this lightener on it, you, you're gone, okay? You're gonna have, you're gonna have peroxide Did hair. you feel like you were asking, were you, did they kind of tell you off? No, no, I no. always feel when I go to a hairdresser, they're like, okay we're going to sort this out because you've really massacred this. That's what I thought was going to happen. But instead, I got this really gorgeous 24-year-old Italian guy um, who I thought was, you know, just really cool and he was wearing all black and everything like that. I thought he was going to be, like, quite aloof with me, but he turned out to be goofy and sweet. And we ended up getting along really, really well. And I assumed that he was, like older and that he was one of the lead stylists because he had all of these people coming to give him things it wasn't until I saw the finished result that I was like maybe this is the first time you've ever dyed anyone's hair oh <laughs> I don't know God. it looked really bad when he first took it out I I, I had to hold in my tears but because we'd gotten along so well and because he'd, he'd given me such a tender head massage like it oh. was it was almost romantic it felt actually too intimate I was a bit I, I kind of left my body for a second when I realized where I was I was like oh my god I'm in public like this is <laughs> embarrassing she's been massaging my muscles at the back of my head they don't need to do that they, they do don't need, need to do it. it they don't need to do it and they don't need to enjoy it as much as mm. they do because embar- no I don't think they look like they're enjoying it they they just look like they're doing something really functional and that you asked for it. No, no, no. But the thing is, what made it embarrassing is we'd been chatting and then just before he started doing the head massage and he asked if the pressure was okay, he was like, okay, I'm going to start now. And I I was uncomfortable, so I said, hmm, this is my favourite bit. And he said, good. And then we just were in silence for the whole thing. So it did feel great, but I felt embarrassed by it. Oh. Do you need to check the baby? Yeah, I'm just going to check the baby. 
Yeah, so he gave me a very, very tender head massage. And because he took the whole thing so seriously and because we got along so well, when he pulled out, when he showed me the finished result um, and kind of diffused it and, and scrunched it up at the end so it looked like a, a rat's nest, um, <laughs> I, 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 I felt so, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to ruin the friendship that we'd cultivated. So I, I, I was like, I, I love it. Oh my God. Yes, this is exactly what I asked for. But now it's been a day, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll get It will used be fine. You just have to take really good care of it. And I think that you've experimented with being a redhead. You've experimented with being a bleach head. I think now it's time to just be BB. Just be BB. Just I'm be ready. BB. I'm ready. Where is she? Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? Mm. So, um, and the baby's rolling over. That's a new development, which yeah. is very exciting. Exactly. Kind of now it's kind of every time I leave the room and I come back in, he's in a different position. Exactly. He's reinventing himself like I did. And he's fucking so, with me. He's exactly. fucking with me. That's exactly. So, like you are in a way. Exactly. Every day. Exactly. So at least I get to kind of uh, live out my 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 hot girl blonde summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully my hair doesn't fall out. And, you know, we'll see. But you're going to get a haircut soon too, aren't you? I am. I, I did actually. You put me on a waiting list for that hairdresser and mm-hmm. I just... I, I didn't call her back. I got like, quite scared even by the voicemail. Okay. I was like, no, I'm not ready for okay. this. I think you have some issues that you probably need to I sort do. Out. I just really, I am so attached to a top bun, mm-hmm. you know? It's not like you're not going to be able to do a top bun with less hair. It won't be the same top bun, baby, and you know that. Okay? <laughs> it won't be the you same. You like having a top bun that like kind of makes you look like a snowman because you have like such big, big sort of volume on the top. Well... Yeah, kind of like Marge Simpson-esque mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. bun. Mm-hmm. I also am a new... I. I've got a new obsession on Instagram, um, Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. So Chrissy Teigen, I only started following, and this is bad, but I only started following her more avidly since she had the awful mm-hmm. um, miscarriage. It wasn't actually a miscarriage, it was a it, you know 20 weeks mm-hmm. awful situation. And I just loved how open she was on Instagram about it. Mm-hmm. I did find it slightly strange that she had a photographer there to take such intimate photos of an awful, awful, awful moment, but... I also was so amazed that she had those images and that she shared them with the world and it was on the news. Didn't hide away from it, yeah, absolutely. And she's just got such a lovely relationship with her mum. Her mum's there, basically the mum seems to live with them and um, they have such a lovely relationship and she's been open about the fact that now she can't have another child and the baby's called Jack and oh, I just just love it. And she's been open about how she speaks to the kids about Jack, Mm -hmm. which I I found quite... um, inspirational really just because I am just stumped with how to talk about Ben with the kids and um, on a lighter note she started doing not scrunchies but a device to turn your hair around it's like a an, a wired scrunchie to have a huge top knot not and um, I'm gonna buy one. Oh, Jesse. Cravings by Chrissy Teigen.com. She hasn't asked me to do this. <laughs> I think she'd actually prefer if I didn't. But well, I um, we, we haven't we have I mean we've been rejected by anyone oh, who wanted yeah. to sponsor our podcast. So I think at this point we're just gonna start advertising brands for free. <laughs> just, just we're, gonna start, we're gonna start asking people if we can read yeah. out their companies on our podcast. Just say things we like. So we really like Doc Martens. We love Doc Martens. We really like baby food, Ella's Kitchen. Yeah, I like Maltesers a lot if Maltesers wanna Do you know what they've just started doing? What? which I had over the weekend, giant Skittles. Giant Skittles. I think that is the most appropriate sponsorship for this podcast that we could ever get. We are basically giant Skittles, aren't we? And I looked at them and I was like, why would you get... Alfie brought them home from... He went out to get me a treat and he came back with giant Skittles. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You think I want giant Skittles? Tried one and I honestly almost had an orgasm. I was just so excited by them. They are so big. Uh They're massive. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> so chewy. And it was just like eating happiness. Oh, yeah. No, it is. Choose happiness. That's Skittles logo. Is it? Yeah. That's, That's probably amazing. not true, is it? I, I mean... No, it's Taste the Rainbow. <laughs> What's Choose Happiness? <laughs> I don't know. That's some sort of like... That's Sadiq Khan, Mayor of London, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so I, I really okay, recommend... We're, so we're, we're doing really well. Skittles, if you're interested... If you're interested, we would love to be sponsored by Skittles. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. And we're not even asking for money. No. You know? We I mean, would do we, it for free. If we, we just really say need to that try and official. seem more professional because... <laughs> We have a live podcast coming up that we haven't done any promotion for. And we have all of these events, these book events for Jesse to talk yeah. about. 
Sunset. Well, the thing, the funny thing is, we have um, been rejected on so many grounds now for such a variety of projects. Yeah, yeah. In personal life, in professional life, it it just I think that it is it's 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 migrated from our brain down into our soul that we're not worthy, that we are not worthy. So we we find it very difficult to to represent ourselves. No, but well. I think I've reacted quite well. I think I think I have got to an age now where I almost because I expect rejection and I expect not anything to go my way. Now, when it doesn't go my way, I'm quite, I, I am quite calm about it. Oh yeah, it. you're very hardy. And actually. you're really good at it too, because we were, we, we've basically spent the last two weeks in and out of Soho, which has been thrilling to be outside of where mm. we live, um, for the recording of Sunrise, which is a show, you know, if you, if, I, I reckon that the small audience we have would have probably seen Sunrise mm -hmm. because, a very niche thing but if you don't know it was a, a show I wrote three years ago when me and Alfie had just broken up actually no we had been broken up for a while but it was um it was about the period of time when you were broken up and Margot was six months old no she was 18 months oh okay. she was 18 months and Johnny was three and um anyway we've just been recording that at the Soho Theatre and um anyway while we were recording it in the dressing room one day BB got a call from her agent and um, BB's waiting to hear about a job at the moment and I knew she was waiting to hear from her agent and it was a day that you were meant to hear like yeah. it would have been a logical time exactly. to hear exactly exactly so the call came in and I saw and I was I actually needed to stay in the dressing room but I also didn't want to cloud BB with my like you know luck yeah my bad luck so I just thought okay I'm gonna get out of the dressing room <laughs> so I, and I could because it was so quiet I could hear the agent through the call so I thought, okay, I'll just get out. But even in the corridor, I could still hear every word that Adrian was <laughs> And oh. I saw you brace yourself. I saw your face and your body, like, I was just probably transform. doing exactly, yeah. It's like we've become the same person when we're like, okay, here it comes again. To be honest, I actually haven't been rejected yet. No, no, of course. But it was, I was so impressed because you almost, it looked like you were preparing for battle. Yeah. You braced your body. You were ready to hear bad news. And I already saw you decide in your brain that you were going to react well. Well, also I knew I'm here to support Jesse. I'm, I was kind of working as Jessie's like her her stylist, her hairstylist, my her emotional, her emotional um, support, you know. And also because of COVID restrictions, BB was the only allowed audience member, so BB was the. <laughs> I was literally like I was her prompt and I was her I was her manager, you know. It, I was there for Jessie, and if I wasn't in a good mood and if I wasn't sort of strong and like happy, that would have instantly impacted you and your performance and everything like that. So I knew, okay, I'm probably gonna get some bad news on the phone, but I can't let that fuck up Jessie's performance because she's worked really hard to get to this stage. And it's good because it wasn't terrible news and I'll probably get rejected in like a week or so. But it's funny that I think that our relationship with kind of positivity and, and stuff like that, I think that we can be really happy people, but we just are so cynical in some ways that it is a, it is a bit of a joke. It is, um, it's so really hard to get out of that mindset and I don't know if, I, if it's actually possible. If it is an eight. I almost think part of the reason why subconsciously I did this to my hair is because this is different to how my hair was obviously when I was auditioning for this thing. Yeah. So it's almost like me saying, oh, I'm not going to get it. So I might as well fuck up my hair. <laughs> which, yeah. is like, which is crazy. But is that also a way of you um, sabotaging yourself? Yes. So it's like, actually, maybe you would have got it and now you fucked it up. Yes. <laughs> this is why we don't go to therapy because we don't need to see these hard truths. No, and also therapy just requires work on yourself. And mm -hmm. I don't know if I actually want to change. Yeah, I feel like it's interesting because when people start therapy, you're starting like maybe a lifelong process oh, of looking is. inward and understanding the things that you do that are fucked up and how you can change them. We know that there's a lot of dysfunction here, but I don't know if I want to change it. No, I was, well, when I was listening to Pity Piper, mm -hmm. um, she was talking about her therapy um, and I've actually now, because I'm such a big fan of Billy Piper, I've listened to her on every single guest podcast she's done. Yeah. So I listened to her do, um, who did she do the other day? Oh, she did David Tennant's. Mm -hmm. Love David Tennant does a podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we would happily be the sponsor for that podcast. Exactly. If we too. Exactly. Maybe our podcast can just be us uh, promoting, promoting other people's, people's podcasts. That would be great. And lives. That would be wonderful. We'll just hype, we'll just hype other people up. Because yeah. we're not going, we're not bitter anymore. No. We, we support women and men. Do we? But okay, yeah, fine. And we'll just like talk about them positively. Exactly. That's a really nice thing to do, a joyful mm -hmm. positivity podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, anyway, she talks about the therapy she's had mm -hmm. um, and that it's a life's work. 
And she talks about a particular type of therapy where the therapist makes you think of yourself as a child mm -hmm. and what the child, you have to really be the inner child and work through, it, I don't know, something about being an inner child. I was like, I don't want to be my child. I'm, I really don't want to be a child again. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to, yeah. So it was quite interesting because the hearing the amount of work she has to do on herself every day, I just thought, I'm just so, don't have the time for that. Yeah, life is tricky enough, isn't it? And also, I don't really like the idea of going back. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, I feel really positive at the moment in a lot of ways and hopeful about the next few months. And I just feel like momentum is always... It's, it's nice to keep up momentum. If you're feeling something, then just run with it, go yeah. with it. Yeah. I don't no. know what I just said. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you just said was that therapy is obviously very useful um, for some people, but it is interesting that when you kind of stop and analyze yourself and your problems and you, you, know, you look back on your past experiences and stuff, that could lead to a maybe a, like a, a not having momentum, you know, because it maybe could lead you to stall in progress in some ways. And maybe our preferred technique is just to kind of run forward and yeah. just think as we go. And yeah. I think we're happy with that. I think what we do quite often as a family is when somebody opens up about how they're feeling yeah. and a problem, the other one knows, okay, in their head, they're like, okay, it's legitimate that she feels like this. Actually, it's pretty shit. Mm -hmm. It's really shit. But I'm going to get angry at her now yeah. for feeling that way. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to tell her that she shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. I do that with you all the time. Yeah, we just drill sergeant each other. Yeah. And it does help because mm. then you get so like beaten down by the person saying, you shouldn't be feeling that way because you should be doing this and this and this. That actually makes, yeah, actually I shouldn't be feeling that way. It's mm -hmm. actually a bit indulgent of me. If we were, if, if I was with somebody, and I'm really glad Alfie's not like this, who was like, actually, you deserve to feel that way. Yeah. You deserve to feel, okay, Tan, you're actually ruining my really poignant moment. Um, <laughs> I'm actually about to say something really clever and interesting, and I feel like you're just trying to take center stage. So do you think you could just be a bit quiet? You just want some attention, don't you? Like we all do. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you ruined it, Ten. You ruined it. You ruined it. I think it is funny, is the idea of um, not wanting to go back and revisit your past self is interesting because when you were getting ready for sunrise and you did your hair like you used to and you got into the outfit that I hadn't seen you in really for a couple of years. I still it was fit. like still fits. It was it was sort of like seeing you do um, it was like it was like seeing you get in Jesse Cave drag, mm -hmm. you know? Because you were putting on this character and you were adopting this persona that you did so flawlessly. Honestly, you were incredible. But it was clearly not who you are right now. It's not who you are anymore. And the way that you were able with such skill to play that person and um, you have to show ingrained in your muscle memory, but it was more than that. It was like a soul thing. You were able to step back into that passage of life that the show is about and then come out of it again. It must have been very painful. And I think that's probably like a, a very like dramatic uh, sort of um, showcase of what therapy kind of does to a person, mm. which is you stepping back into a past version of yourself and analyzing and, and, and talking it through. And that's what the show was like. So in a way, doing Sunrise must have been like a big therapy session for you and, and actually, probably painful. And actually, probably why I feel quite cleansed after yeah. doing it. Yeah, because you can now put that I can to bed. put it to bed. I thought it would be to bed a while ago, but yes, exactly. I did feel like I was putting on a costume. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also, weirdly, even, I know that we keep talking about hair, but doing my hair in long plaits just doesn't really feel like yeah. me anymore. Putting those that costume on, which was so like, um, trying to be strong in a moment where it felt so difficult everything and I was so worried that, I just, I don't know, like for instance, wearing sports bras um, and you know, almost wearing an outfit that was meant to do a, a workout in yeah. on stage. Yeah. At the time it was kind of me saying, I'm going to be strong during this. And it's so funny because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, those... It was... When I first did the show, you were there, I would cry. Yeah. I would cry talking about how upset I was that Alfie was fucking other people during our breakup, even though he was completely legitimately allowed to do that because we were broken up. But I think the show is about how I didn't fully accept that we were broken up. I thought that we were going to get back together any day now. Mm -hmm. And I thought that he was, 
just needed a little bit of time. Yeah. Didn't realize he wanted a lot of time. Yeah. And I needed to move on. And now those issues don't feel like anything to me. Yeah. And that is because of Ben and what he's taught me and the perspective of that. But it's a shame. It's such a shame that I'm not as, I kind of feel sorry for us that we can't be trivial anymore. I know, like that sweet naivety, yeah. And be like frolicking, frivolous, stupid text messages and Mm -hmm. worrying about what peanut butter he had with another girl Mm -hmm. and worry about, you know, which place to pick on a date. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of things, it's like, a water off my back. Is mm-hmm. that a phrase? <laughs> water off a duck's back, water I think. Water off a duck's back now. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't care about the water I now. know. I was thinking about where, where I was when you first wrote Sunrise and I was 20. And I'm thinking about the boys that were rejecting me at that period yeah. of time. And the terrible things I did to my hair at that time and all that kind of stuff. And it's just so funny because I would never, ever get upset about that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Those boys, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The text messages that I sent, scary. I would never send that kind of text message now. I was just neurotic and helpless and just so caught up in, like, you know, my own, like, drama. And mm. I was just so, I felt so bad about myself. But it's, I now look back and I'm like, oh, how sweet, you know? Yes. At least, at least you got to enjoy, like, we got those, to enjoy those, those silly little things, you know? Yeah, and, and almost, imagine if you were still having those kind of problems now. It would, it, they'd be quite feel quite worn down by yeah. them. I don't think, maybe it's just a natural thing that with age, you know, even if, if this hadn't happened to us, um, maybe we would still be having these, maybe we would have grown out of those problems by now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would, I would, if I had to do Sunrise again and this huge thing hadn't happened to us in the period of time during Sunrise, which meant that we were suddenly uprooted from normality and we couldn't go back. Yeah. Um, maybe we would we would have grown out of it anyway. Yeah. But I think the reason why it was just, it's a, a sign of progress for both of us and our family, the fact that I think if I had, I was offered to do the recording last June and I, I would not have been ready. No. I just wouldn't have been able to because to put it into context, um, I was doing, I had done a number of runs of Sunrise at the Soho Theatre and in Edinburgh's, two Edinburgh's and blah, 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 blah. No, no, just one Edinburgh by then, but I was on tour and I was mid, I just finished the tour and I was mid Soho Theatre run when the tragedy happened and it just shows how in shock we were because that night, um, even then, I I just kind of knew I was going to still be doing the show the next night Yeah, and, and, and it's a marker of how amazing our mum is. Okay, this is another big moment, Tan. Big moment. Um, He's telling you not to indulge. He's saying, don't, don't be indulgent. You know, come on. Everybody has trauma. Get a grip. <laughs> um, you see, he, our mum even was like, no, Ben would want you to do the show. Ben would want you to do the show. Ben would want you to do the show. Yeah. Um, you must have been crazy. Crazy. But thank God I did because, first of all, I needed to earn money. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it would have let a lot of people down. It was sold out for the next two weeks. Like, it, it would have been a huge issue if I hadn't done it. No one knew, I didn't tell anyone. And we went on as if, right, this is my job and I've got to do it. I don't remember a single thing from those two weeks after. Yeah, but what's scary is your performance was exactly the same, you know? And that's probably what made you able to return to it now and hit all of those beats and be that person and be that character because the the traumatic event, like, kind of burned it into your brain somehow. I feel, I feel, I just couldn't believe how it was still in there. Two years, two years later, the words were... Flying out of you. ingrained, ingrained. But I think that kind of shows that when something happens that makes you associate a thing or a place with, with, with trauma, um, you have like two choices. You can either never revisit that thing again, or you choose to revisit it and you kind of have to just deal with it like we could very easily not go to certain places again you could easily never do that show again but you know that that's something that you have to interact with in your life you know that there are those places that you have to go those routes that you have to take and you do it anyway and then you just make it a part of it and the trauma becomes like a a backdrop to it that you can deal with it's like background noise exactly and also I don't think I could have even worn those clothes Mm -hmm. a year ago I couldn't even put them on because I associated with 
it's a shame really that suddenly Sunrise, the show that had been a, a huge thing for my career. You were at the peak of like um, your, your powers, you know? I, thank you, but I just, it was, I was so proud of it. It was such a happy thing for all of us. It, it got me through the breakup, made me feel like I was strong on my own and I didn't need Alfie anymore in, in the same way that I had been neurotic and needy and, you know, it got me through so much, but suddenly it was all clouded by the fact that it was it was Ben. It was yeah. it, it, Sunrise was Ben. Yeah, and I and that's a shame because actually Ben came to see Sunrise. He fucking loved it. He was so proud of me. He saw it twice. He so, Soho Theatre isn't Ben. Soho Theatre. Ben was there. Ben was happy there. We were happy there. Things were good. Sunrise is is, is so much more than just something sad. And I think now that we've been able to go back and do it again with this time in between, it's actually been a major progress for us because it's shown us that bad things can happen, but you can still enjoy things and still find hope in things and joy in things. And um, they're just clothes. Yeah. And it's just a place. Yeah. It doesn't mean that And they're place, just words as they're well. They're just words. And, yeah. And also there's something quite nice, we've spoken about this before, but able, I was able to trick yeah. an audience every night that this thing hadn't happened and I was as upset I was about Alfie not texting me back. Or about peanut butter, yeah. Or about peanut butter, but actually I was able to trick them and that's quite nice because we're tricking people every day. Yeah. And that's quite comforting because it's like, you know, we can we can fool ourselves sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also it shows you that you are allowed to put on that character sometimes when you need to. You know, you're allowed to engage with the world and trivial problems and stuff like that. And, you know, you you have the power to be able to slip on that sort of facade. So I just was so overwhelmed with pride for you for the but last two weeks. I was just so weeks. thrilled for you as well because, like, it was just so nice to see you in, a, in like, you were happy there and you... I just really hope I can do the same for you one day and like be your like cheerleader. I know. It's just, it helps me so much. And I think with the book as well and everything that we've gone through to do the book and it's just, so, when you're there, I do better. And I know that some people think that maybe that's codependency or whatever, but like, honestly, the fact that you were laughing at me and you were the only one in the audience was like all I needed. Mm -hmm. And that's just so... I just feel so lucky mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just so nice to be tying these, these ends up right now yeah. and to be really, especially since the book is just so about us mm -hmm. and just to be like, I mean, or hopefully not about us because of, you know, loads of reasons, but it's about how amazing the bond between sisters is. And mm -hmm. I just feel so grateful that you were there and you were so nice. Because I think if I, I hope I'm that nice to you. I hope I'm not like, oh, well, she's doing well, really well. Fuck her. No, but in my head, sometimes I was watching you and I was like, I'm so jealous of this fucking bitch. She doesn't <laughs> deserve this shit. But it's funny because it's not critical thinking when what you're thinking is, oh, that's easy. I could do that. No, that's just you being lazy and being like, I want what that person has. And it was really funny to have to reason within myself because I'm so happy for you. And I think you're so amazing and talented and we're, we're very different in our creative output. And yet, it was still the actress in me that was looking at you on the stage and you, were, you had that kind of graceful dignity that people only have when they're doing a really, really good job and they're in the spotlight, you know? <laughs> when they kind of know that people are looking at them, but they just need to get on with their work and they know that people are looking at them, but they have this thing where they're just like, oh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Bill, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that thing. Yeah, and you can you. never quite capture it. It's only when you're like, you're doing your thing and you know, you're just fucking nailing it. And so I was looking at you and you had this sort of beautiful, just warmth and grace about you. And I was so fucking jealous. No, it's but it was, it was a beautiful feeling because it was like, God, how great that Jessie is someone that I can be jealous of because she's doing that well, you That's know? so sweet. But it's only because of past experiences filming stuff where for a long time I didn't realise that when cameras weren't, when you weren't rolling, the camera was still on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, And a yeah. whole group of people are sitting around a monitor and looking at you picking your nose. Exactly. And I've learned from those horrible experiences. So I now, because I knew cameras were always on me, I was able to like... You were on. Be like, you were on. I knew that you were on. Pose. But it was beautiful. It was really, really, you were just fizzing with just energy. And I could see that you were so focused, but you were also, you know, you were, you were happy because you were doing something that you love doing. And I just was very, very proud of you, very jealous, and also very inspired to do my own thing. Because 
I could easily fall into the, a trap, which I probably did a bit when I was younger, where I just get so jealous, where I'm like, well, Jessie's had the opportunity to do all of these things first. So if I do it, everyone's just going to think I'm copying her. But you'll never do something that's the same. But so it, it would never be like exactly, that. Exactly. But it's you. everyone in the world has done everything. There is nothing new. So all you can do is just be bold enough to put yourself out there. And that's what the show was. You were upset about something that happened in your life and then you just wrote about it. And mm. it just was very inspiring for me. And I hope it would be inspiring for anyone who chooses to watch it on Soho On Demand when it comes yes, out. Yes, yes. So that's it's going to be, be brilliant. Exciting. And you, you get a couple of sneak peeks of me in there. Laughing in the audience. Um, I'm just going to put the baby down for sure. seconds. Okay, let's go. So, Before the baby starts crying. Um, so we are moving. Very excitingly moving again. I think I moved every year for the last seven years. Yeah, I think people do think that we have a slight problem or addiction <laughs> or fetish or something for like just putting our whole lives in boxes and taking it somewhere else. I did see a friend on Sunday and she was like, where are you living now? And I said, where we do? And she was like, really? She, every time I see her, I'm in a different part of London. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it seems like we're running away from someone. I just don't feel at home anywhere. Yeah. My home is with you guys. So it's like, wherever we're living, I feel at home. But I don't like anywhere. Yeah. I think it's probably the result of having a mother who isn't like a British national. Yes. And who grew up in so many different places and kind of got used to sort of packing up her life and and, and fitting in anywhere. And that's why she's so sweet and charming and adaptable. But also it means that she's never felt at home anywhere and we've clearly like taken that in she doesn't i've never seen someone look as natural as she does with a bag yeah she has that sounds so stupid we're bag people (laughs) we are bag no but she has she's so good at having everything she needs with her yeah yeah yeah. you say anything oh debbie i I cut myself plaster oh debbie my 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 shirt has a rip in it you want me to sew it oh Debbie, i've got a headache She's got bangles. She's got everything she needs and she looks like she doesn't live anywhere. <laughs> we are bag ladies who just look like we don't have a home. Exactly. And I think that that's probably what gives us our, our energy. Forget something what gives him his energy. Yeah. I know. Just wants attention. Hey, you okay? Do you want me to hold you for a bit? Yeah, you hold him for a bit. Put him, o- put him over your shoulder because yeah. he likes looking at the clouds. So yeah, there are brighter days ahead of, of moving vans, mm-hmm. setting up an, a new wall collage. Exciting. I know. Having to think about what to put on. It's fine. Just keep feeding him apple. I'm also having to rationalise that now I'm probably past that point where it's like appropriate for me to just be like taping posters and postcards and pictures to the walls because I'm not like a teenager anymore. No, you're going to put a frame on the wall. I'm going to put a big step I'm for frames on the walls i'm gonna have tasteful color schemes you know it's gonna be great yeah. you're gonna have like you know clothes mm-hmm. that are hung up <laughs> that are hung up you're gonna have furniture i'm gonna have a, a washing basket oh my god Can you believe it? no i can't yeah it is such an adult thing doing mm-hmm. our own washing mm-hmm. i always i whenever i do i always feel it was also just slightly remarkable that alfie doesn't do any washing yeah no, i did funny. think about this the other day he's not changed the sheets once in seven years and he was like don't bitch about me today on the podcast but i just feel like i have to put that out there in the public yeah. domain he hasn't changed the sheets once in seven years and he says he has an aversion to it like he can't do it <laughs> He says, he just says he physically can't do it. I mean, the fact that he's been able to not change the sheets for seven years and has always managed to get other people to do it, I mean, that is quite impressive. It is impressive. Even when we were broken up, during the breakup, I went over to his flat because I was just so disgusted. I I remember seeing his sheets and thinking, he hasn't changed them since he moved in. And I just, as a surprise for him, which is actually, in retrospect, incredibly creepy of me, I let myself into the flat where he was living and I changed the sheets and I wrote a note on his bed and I left it there like, um, I love you or something. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, like, he should be the one that comes across badly in that story because he hasn't changed his sheets and he needs his ex-girlfriend to change his sheets. But it's obviously you that comes across very badly in that yeah. story. Yeah, very badly. Yeah. I took all of his dirty sheets away 
And it was actually really difficult to do. It wasn't like an, I thought it'd be like a romantic little fun thing to do. Mm. Obviously at this point, I thought that we were gonna get back together like mm. in a couple of days, didn't realize, no, we're gonna stay broken up for quite a long time mm. after that. Mm. But I took all the dad sheets away. Mm. The kids were crying while I was doing it. I was like, shh, I'm changing daddy's sheets. <laughs> and he got back and he was like, um, he sent me a photo of the clean sheets. And I was like, uh, thank you for doing <laughs> That is some wild shit, Jesse. It's just the weird thing is, when you break up, when you have kids together, it's a different thing to breaking up when you don't have kids together. Mm. Because, But I've, I've never had an experience of breaking up when you don't have kids with someone. So I don't know that it wasn't a normal thing to do. You know what I mean? The thing is, yeah, I've never, I've never had like a... Yeah, I've never had like a, a relationship with a, an ex or anything like that. So I guess I... I Where you stayed friends. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know what, what kind of boundaries you have and you don't have I don't know what kind of like informalities you can actually have with that person so I'm, I'm probably being too harsh well that's why it was so difficult because when you have children with someone you love the children so you're obviously going to love well, the person hopefully. who's half of the children yeah exactly. it's that important to stay even if you don't love them it's important to like them still because you're gonna have this person in your life so we never got past because I still loved him it was like we never got past that so it was completely logical to me to change your sheets because that's what you do for someone who loves you you love and, and also because you we grew up in a house well. where the mother kind of does all the laundry and mm-hmm, the stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just natural for me, even though it's, you know, not cool to say it, mm-hmm. but I really like doing his laundry. Mm-hmm. I no, like I think that's fine. You can like, you know, in this, in this very like pick and choose feminist like era, you can choose what things are actually empowering and you can choose what things aren't empowering. So make changing the sheets empowering, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. Reclaim it. Totally. <laughs> um, lately I have found, because he also has an aversion to putting his, he lets his clothes build up mm-hmm. and then eventually puts them away. But I don't like the waiting. So I've got quite good at just throwing his clothes in the wardrobe. So it looks tidy, but mm. it's actually in the wardrobe. It's a nightmare. But yeah, I don't think that... I think you have to accept what I'm realizing now after being in a relationship now for almost seven years with him, not including the breakup, including the breakup, I mean, uh, is that people don't really change. Yeah. So if I want to have a bedroom that looks tidy, I have to accept that he's not going to be as quick to do the things as quickly as I would do my things. So I've got to do the stuff if, if I want it to be like that. And I think that you also have to acknowledge that sometimes the things that you want the other person to change about themselves are just things that you are projecting because you're worried about them within yourself. And there are certain things that it's fair to ask of a person. And then there are certain things where it's like, that's just not something that person is comfortable doing or like they have different levels of like <laughs> totally. cleanliness like, or anything like that. He doesn't need this corner to be as straight as I need it to exactly. be. Exactly. And you just have to accept that about a person that you have different levels. He doesn't need to shut the door three times before he leaves. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's not the same person as me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's fine exactly like and also people just have different ideas of what's good and what's not good so for example this conversation that I was having with the Italian hairdresser who I just got along with like a house on fire I mean I did make the mistake of thinking that he was gay at first because he was dressed so well and you know he I don't know I just assumed that he was gay for certain reasons and so I was chatting to him like quite almost flirtatiously <laughs> um because it was like hey you know um <laughs> And then he dropped in about his ex-girlfriend and I realized, oh, so now I've just been full on flirting with this man who's, who's not gay. And we were having this conversation. I told him I was an actress and he was like, wow, that's so cool. You know, oh, would you like movies? What, what is your favorite movie? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just said something. I think I said the Royal Tenenbaums or something like that. And I asked him and he was like, oh, you know, uh, uh, the Joker, the Joker, you've seen the Joker, <laughs> you know, which is like the, the film that... With if a guy Joaquin. says, yeah, with Joaquin, who is actually my favorite actor, oh but if a man God. says his favorite film is The Joker, it tells you something about that man. Plus, then he was telling me, he was, oh, I have a film recommendation for you. You say you like to dance? Uh, my sister, she watched Save the Last Dance. You would like it. Just <laughs> like the cringiest thing ever. Oh and it was just God. funny because I wanted to laugh. And in my head, I was like, oh, haha, that's so funny. But then when I was like, no, everyone has different ideas of what's good and classy and trashy and stuff like that. And you shouldn't judge other people's tastes. Do you know what I mean? Because he was so cool. And it was like, no, I need to, you know, he, that's just what he thinks is, is cool art, you know? Um, Save the Last Dance did change me as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger? No, no, that's 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Julia Stiles got them in, didn't she? Mm. Now she's in the, the m- most awfully written thing I've ever watched. What, Riviera? Riviera. Yeah, I auditioned for Riviera. I cannot believe how bad it is. I haven't seen it. 
the acting and the writing is just appalling. Really? And the money spent on it is just amazing. Anyway, Julia Stiles actually looks really good. Yeah. Me and BB went to a, was it a pub? It wasn't a pub, it was like a, a drinks place. And we sat outside and, um, you know, I hated every second. Yeah. I could tell. And it was so sweet because I was looking at Jessie's face and we had a conversation before where she said, Bibi, I want to have a nice time, but I just find it so difficult when people are sort of out and drinking and having a nice time. How do I do it? And I just said, you just need to relax and just accept that that's something that people enjoy to do and just try and join in and, you know, have a nice time. And I just saw her little... Her little hands, the white knuckles popping up. She was holding on to her, her sort of ginger ale and, 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 and rum and, and a baby in one hand, to be fair. Who had just done a poo and it was really awkward because I was like, oh, I'm going to ruin it now by saying the baby just done a poo. <laughs> <laughs> and she was trying so hard to look like she was having a nice time. People were having a chat about, oh, would you rather have wings or gills? And, you know, just a pop chat. I, like, Jessie, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Jessie was just like, Gills! <laughs> Oh, no, actually, they're, they're nice. <laughs> it's like, babe, you can leave. You know what? You can leave, actually. This isn't maybe the place for you. <laughs> I felt so... I was, I, when that talk started happening about fucking what would you rather have, I was like, is this a, are you joking? Because it's so funny because you, I don't know what it is, but you're like, you in your mind, people have to earn everything. You have to earn every bit of fun. You have to earn every drink. You have to earn every treat. And I really respect that way of thinking, but it also means that you you if you find it difficult to be around other people who are like just like indulging or like going out for a drink and stuff like that. So it was just so funny seeing the clashing of two worlds. Exactly. It, but you were trying so hard and you actually did have a really nice time. Yeah, I did. It's for just a portion. When, when 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 those conversations happen, which I know are very um connected with alcohol because people suddenly are like, Oh, let's talk about shit. Mm-hmm. Because I don't get drunk as as a because I just I I am a very controlling person and I it sounds really like a cop out and everyone thinks I'm lying when I say it, but I get such bad hangovers mm-hmm. that it's just not worth it. Yeah. Especially when you've got a baby on you, I wouldn't have been able to get drunk anyway. Exactly. Second of all, I have to get up for the three children in the morning. It's just not worth it. Anyway, I find chats like that really, I really struggle. Yeah, because you, you have to, you, the only way that you can really enjoy those chats is if you're drunk yourself. So being on the outside, it's just, yeah, I, I completely get But why. I wish I could. I wish I could have chats about if I'd rather have gills or wings. Mm-hmm. Which would you rather have? I would rather have wings, but then apparently humans didn't used to have wings. And I was like, I, I'm checked out. I don't want to be, <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> Because <laughs> you were trying to think about it like oh, we were like oh what vestigial like you know limbs or whatever things that humans used to have would still be used for now like a tail yeah and um, they, they all started saying gills yeah 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 and I just I just really we're just not fun girls I found it I would rather have wings yeah but when they didn't have wings they talk, there's, I wasn't allowed wings <laughs> they said I wasn't allowed wings <laughs> you're just thinking about it too much but yeah it is it is funny like and maybe you just have to accept that. Like, I'm not a fun person. If you're, if you're going to feel uncomfortable, then just don't put yourself in that environment. Totally. But I was looking around. And don't around. judge other people for putting themselves in that I environment. I really don't judge other people, apart mm. from Alfie, but that's a different matter. Mm. But um, the when I looked around, all these people sitting outside with their, with their crisps and their pints, having a nice time. At first, they looked like they were having a nice time. But then when you look closer, people just look a bit like... I don't know. I just found it really interesting because... They didn't look that happy. Mm. It just looked like something they were doing. And then I suddenly felt a bit better because I was like, oh, it doesn't have to be like... The best Ha time. ha, fun, hun, you know, the best thing ever. Yeah. It can just be, this is what they're doing. And I think I've always associated alcohol with having the best time ever. And because I haven't had the best time ever, I felt like a failure. Exactly. And I think that it's also uh, like a fear of, of feeling inadequate because if you, if you do go out for that one time... I used to feel like this all the time. And I, when I... If you haven't been out for a while and you feel like a bit of a loser and then finally you get invited out somewhere and it isn't the best time ever, it's almost like you're scared to then go out again because you're like, oh, well, I I fucked it up. Everybody else, when I'm not there, has a great time together and when I'm there, it's not so good. Exactly. But you have to realise that most of the time when people are going out, it's just a night, isn't yeah. it? It's just a night and they have maybe one good chat, but it's about enjoying the fact that you get to look forward to something. I think that's probably yes, more definitely. what it's about. But also, what I've noticed about drinking culture, especially in the entertainment industry where a lot of say Edinburgh Festival a lot of the time people sit in one place for a long stretch of time and people come and go and you just set up a base for Mm. the night and things happen at the time I'm a mother 
I, I don't have much time. I didn't have much time before I was a mother either. I was always like, well, I need to get up in the morning. I need to do this or I need to get to sleep. I've always been very regimented. But um, I, I'm not going to be there for five hours. Yeah. So I'm not going to wait until four hours in to have like a, the moment of the night. It exactly. has to happen now. Yeah. And it has to happen quickly. Yeah. So if you're going to be like one of these people that has to have four pints before you're funny, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get out. Not, not on our it. team. Be no funny thanks. now. Say something interesting <laughs> now. I, I, but a lot of the time people like... Whenever I have gone out, this has also burnt me. A lot of the time when I have gone out, they've, and I've, I've, I've been like fun, people have come up to me like three hours in and been like, I always thought that you were really fun, but you know, now you're really, you're really fun, aren't you? Yeah, but you've, you know, I, I, I knew you had it in you. I knew it had it in you to get drunk. So yeah, it's not that fucking hard to get drunk. Exactly, don't like, act like it's, like it's, you know, it's, it, also I think that because people, maybe because people feel bad about like drinking too much, mm-hmm. the second that they see somebody that doesn't engage with it that much, like their, their feeling of inadequacy is to come up to you and tell you that you're a loser and be like, oh, well, you know, yeah. like, oh, Jesse doesn't like to drink. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, actually it's an active choice. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, it's clearly the previous losers that we both were in school that mm. makes us feel, um, you just have to be relaxed in that environment. Yeah. And it's something that I've, I, I've, I don't know. I am starting to accept that I'm never going to be a relaxed person. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. But it is something that I would like to try because Alfie is obviously such a like... Um, social butterfly. Social butterfly. And I do feel like a lot of the time I'm entrapping this butterfly. I, I do need to get better at it. And I will. I have found walking past pubs lately. I have looked into them, especially when they've been closed mm-hmm. and looking so sad. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that I'm going to... I'm going to try and be less scared of pubs. Mm-hmm. I do have a, a pub phobia. Maybe what we can do is we can test it out like you do when you're sort of like trying to um, like make somebody not allergic to peanuts. You give them like a little bit, a little mm. bit, a little bit. What we'll do is we'll go into a pub for five minutes. I don't know what happened to my voice. <laughs> <just like. laughs> um, you go into a pub for five minutes and yeah. then the next day we're going for 10 minutes and then the next day we're going for 15 minutes. You see? Yes. And we'll just ingratiate you slowly. Exactly. But you have to understand, I'm sure lots of people have that social anxiety, especially now. And... Yeah, I think it's like a, it's like a it's a trick to learn that not everybody's having the best night ever when they go out. You shouldn't get this fear of missing out feeling mm. because most of the time people are just having an all right time. Definitely. And if you have a good time with me, yeah. you don't need friends. No, it's fine. It's fine. We don't need you guys. Yeah, it would be nice. It's really nice that my friends are finally starting to have babies. Mm. So I have common ground suddenly. Not that I didn't have common ground before, but it's... It, you're your life becomes like slightly different once you have kind of, you're confined mm-hmm. more. So if, you, if somebody understands that, it's quite um, reassuring. So that's really nice that I have, hopefully over the summer I get to meet that, you know, other babies. Yeah, exactly. And also I think um, like that realization that not everybody's having the greatest time all the time, those friends that you kind of write off because you're like, oh, we don't have similar interests and that person's actually kind of boring. If you do invest, if you go into a conversation with them and you tell yourself, Act like this is somebody that you get along with really, really well, and try and have a good conversation with them. You like it opens up. Mm. That's such a good trick. It, it, like you, you really, if you just like pretend this person is my best friend, let's have a chat. You end up having a really nice conversation with them, and I think that it's because ultimately everybody has something good and interesting about them, and you just have to have faith that that's going to come out in a conversation. And so much of the time, I'm very cynical and I'm very like negative about people. So I go into so many conversations, putting like a fake face on and being like, that person's so boring. And actually, if you just try and engage mm. with a person like they're an interesting human being, you end up having a way nicer chat with them. How did you learn that? Because I met up with some people and, you know, I realized I don't have that many friends. So I thought to myself, rather than writing off this group of friends because I think that they're not that similar to me and we don't have similar jobs, why don't I try and engage with them for one night? Like... Like they are people that I, I'm really good friends with. And I had a great time. Yeah. So I think it does work, genuinely. Really clever. It's all BB just is about, so clever. It's all just about fakeness. BB, you could do an, a podcast about, you know, how to not be a loser. Exactly. How to not be a loser. Life lessons from a previous loser. Yeah. I'd buy that. Exactly. I'd that. And I got the sexy hair now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to fake it to make it. I'm going to post a selfie on Instagram which I did last week, and that felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to be afraid anymore. No. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid. In- What's that from? Um, Home Alone. Oh. oh, yeah, you can come and get me. You can come and get me. I'm not afraid anymore. Did you hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. Aww. So Macaulay Culkin's just had a baby, mm. and he called his baby Dakota. 
Baby Garda Kota and named after his sister who died when she was 29 in a car crash. Yeah. So I thought that was really nice. Because quite often when, um, we did speak about this, sorry to bring the mood down after the fun moment. Just yeah. back, back to death. Come um, on, guys. You knew it was coming. It was just always, if you have a high, you have to bring it down. Exactly. You didn't deserve to have a great time. No, okay? bring it back down. Back to death now. Um, yes. He was one of seven, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think people quite often think if you're part of a big family, if one dies, you should be fine because you've got, you got loads left. Mm-hmm. It's almost the opposite. Yeah. Because... You're such a pack mm-hmm. that you lose one. It's and kind it's of the like missing members so obvious. Plus, with all of us, every time I see every single member of us, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, they've lost Ben," mm-hmm. you know. And I'm thinking about how awful it is. Oh, and it's like yeah. the the like the grief itself is one thing, but the grief that I have for you guys mm. having lost someone, the grief that I have for our mother having lost a son, that's almost worse. Totally. And so we have that times by however many people are in the family. There are, there's a fuck ton of us. So it's Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's I, my grief, I can handle because mm-hmm. I don't, people don't have to know how sad I yeah. am. But I know if I'm feeling this sad, you must be feeling that exactly the same or worse. Exactly. And I just feel so sorry for you and I want to protect you and yeah. there's nothing that we can do. So I think with a big family, yeah, people might think it's easier, but in a way it's really difficult because yeah. you have all of this. And it's awful because with famous people who've lost siblings, I kind of like... I try and find out everything about the sibling and like, and with Macaulay Culkin, um, the fact that he's done that is just a nice little indication that no, she, she still matters. Exactly. She's still with us. And I really, really liked that. They are such a cool family. I just love, I just, Kieran Culkin, Billy Piper, my favorite people. Mm-hmm. They would be on your team. They'd be on your desert island, wouldn't they? They would be such a good pair mm-hmm. just because how much I love them. Not yeah. for any other reason. You just vomiting on ratio. Vomiting less though. If anyone wants a vomit update on the baby, reflux does get better. Times are getting good. <laughs> oh, well done, Horatio. You kept him quite for ages. So is it May 27th? Yes. So May 27th, me and BB are doing a live 26th, podcast. 26th, might be 26th actually. Okay, so just check the date I'll before the date before now. you... Okay, we'll check the date. Um, BB just checking the date. 29th. Oh, we Both got of us so were wrong. wrong. Um, we would really like people to be there in the audience. I think that we're going to try and make it quite interactive and, and, you know... Oh, it'll be fun. Oh, it'll be an upbeat one. Can you imagine? Imagine if we started crying. We're going to skip onto stage. I'll fall over. I'll fall flat on my face. I'll pull Jessie's ankle. She'll come down with me. And then we'll just cry for the whole performance. And then the baby will just vomit on one of you. Mm Mm-hmm. We won't bring the baby. It's okay. He'll stay home. You're not invited to that one. But if you would like to come, if you would like to come to our live podcast... We'll have a link in the description box uh, where you can get tickets. And um, if you would like to come to another live event. Oh, we're actually doing another live event. This is, uh, things are opening up. So Very we exciting. are doing on the 21st of June, um, doing a event. Only 42 people are allowed to come because of the restrictions or whatever. So it will all be socially distanced and safe. So intimate. Yeah, intimate. Me intimate. and BB. Bibi's going to be interviewing me about the book Sunset and about sisterhood, about sisters and everything. And you get a free copy. No, you don't get a free copy. Sorry, it's quite a pricey ticket. Yeah, but, but you the, get the, the book. The book is incl- included in the price of the ticket. And you know, you get to see. Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, do you know what me and Horatio started doing? We started playing a golf game. Oh yeah. Um. Why did I bring that up now? <laughs> no idea. I, but we, we've been playing a golf game, and I just, it, it's funny that our relationship has progressed to, instead of texting now, we just both come online the, the golf game and just play the golf game a few rounds. <laughs> Don't That's talk nice. to each other, just play the golf game. Well, That's love. Uh, actually, I feel quite superior to you because me and Alfie have started a book club and we're both reading Infinite Jest. Ooh, that's a booky work. But, but so the Infinite Jest is for our brains, and then I get to choose a shitty book. So I was really hoping that Billy Piper had some kind of autobiography or something mm. um, that was written by like um, two ghostwriters. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to choose a book, and he's going to choose a book, and we're we're gonna yeah we're doing that instead that's of a great. golf game. Well, that's that's maturity. Yeah, you're probably very good actually. We Bibi's are very good at video games. No. 
I, I, I mean, I'm on the first page and I don't think I'm going to get through it. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to assess. Am I going to lie that I read this book? No, I don't think you I'm going to be able to. You have it though. seen it. You have it. If it's on your bookshelf, that's power. Exactly. That's power. So yeah, you can really curate your bookshelves mm-hmm. in your new flat. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, what do you do with a book once you've read it? Do you well, keep it just so that you can show other people that you've read Alfie, it? Or do you do Alfie the good thing and you give it, it away? No, Alfie says you should keep it. Yeah. Or give it away to a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about my book on the 21st of June. And then there's also another thing that we, we are doing. But we're going to do maybe something at the same time. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do th- we'll promote that another day, though. But so, yeah, if you want it, it's the 29th of May or the 21st of June. Um, yes. And, and it please would be... subscribe. Please leave a rating and please become a Patreon. Patreon. A Patreon. Mm-hmm. Because we actually do do loads of stuff on Patreon now. Yeah. Um, we've just made a making of documentary of Sunrise, which will be about maybe 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I um, uh, one of the things I did when I was working as the assistant for Jesse is I... Uh, I recorded a lot of footage of Jesse behind the scenes and we had some little talky bits and it's just going to be, it's it's, going to be a nice little um, sort of behind the scenes VIP access. So if you would like to watch Jesse's process of sunrise, um, please subscribe to our Patreon so that you can watch that. And that other funny video is up there too. You can see my skincare regime. We are so terrible at advertising We're just going to, this is the second part of the podcast. It's going to take half an hour us. So we're just going to talk about all the things that are going on. Going on. Going on. (laughs) (laughs) I just woke up the baby. Anyway, this, yeah, there's a skincare regime video up there. Mm -hmm. There's a Gigi Hadid makeup tutorial up there. Anyway. Please become a Patreon, basically, <laughs> because that's, you know, it helps creative people. It really does, yeah. It's only three pounds. Yeah. That's a coffee. That's a coffee. That's a little coffee. That's actually not, actually, it's less expensive than a coffee. It's cheaper than coffee. Cheaper than a flat white. What a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> what a bargain. Go on, boys. Get out of your wallets. You pay for us, Alpha. <laughs> How many every time I sound it's like a tick you have if I'm if I'm doing something which is like promotion you have to do an accent I know and do like a cigarette thing oh I like the sound of that yeah <laughs> honestly silly very very silly I think it's strange because we've got to a point now where we've done the podcast enough that we know what to do but we're also getting to a point where we have to make a choice because we started the pod we started the podcast in a pandemic it was like a fun hobby and it was a way for us to occupy ourselves instead of doing a live show yeah and exactly but now it's got to a point where lockdown's easing do we continue this pandemic project um do we make it into something that could actually be a part of our professional lives or do we leave it to rest and i think that choice that we know we have to make at some point is kind of it's funny because like now we have to decide what we're going to do and it it makes it actually probably slightly more difficult to do it you know but also i think it's quite um, refreshing for us to be honest about the fact that we started this on our own mm-hmm. with Horatio's help and we have not got anyone helping us with it apart from us we have not got any sponsorship we are only making money from this via Patreon mm-hmm. from doing extra content that is work mm-hmm. and we are doing it on our own. Mm-hmm. And I think people think that if you're, I think people wouldn't expect that. I think people think that, oh, that they must be doing it with, but no, it's just us doing it on our own. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really, has really helped me. And yeah. really, I don't know, I hope that it's it's been, we've got such nice messages about how it's kind of making people really appreciate their siblings. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just something that I really want to continue to do. But at the same time, I'm I'm ready for people to listen to it, and I'm I've, I think we're 20 episodes in now, and I've really I think that we've both grown a lot, mm-hmm. and we I feel like a different person than I did when we first started it. To be honest, yeah. If you look at how how kind of we were really awkward and and not sure of ourselves and scared of what we were going to talk about, and we yeah. would be really critical of our performances in it mm-hmm. and what we said and if we shouldn't say that. And I think it's really nice the fact that we've we're now much more like open mm-hmm. to people watching us mm-hmm. and that's quite it shows mm-hmm. we've grown in confidence exactly and exactly. we've actually grown a huge amount in being able to talk about things that we're quite like we're scared of talking about in real life exactly and it's funny because also when you're put on the spot and you know you bring up a topic and I'm like oh god I've thought of something that can link to that it's really like hard work for my brain it's been like exercise for my brain to 
think, okay, how can I link this? How can I word it correctly and explain something not just to you, but also something that people will hopefully understand? It's 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 been it's been very um, good for my brain. Doesn't sound like it was good for my no. brain because I couldn't think of a word to describe no. the idea of something being good for my brain. No. But it has really kind of enabled me to have more confidence with my ideas. But you're so, you've always, you need to be more confident in yourself. My friend Harriet said the other day that you were very eloquent and I got really jealous. I was like, no, she's not. No, she's not. Thank you, but Harriet. You, but you are very good. You're very eloquent. That's and you need to be sweet. more confident. Mm-hmm. And we both need to be much better at promotion. So please subscribe. I'm please gonna do, like. I'm going to do so many hot selfies in the yeah. next coming weeks, Not guys. too many. Not too many. But Look at this hair. It's yeah. asking to be photographed before it all falls out. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. If you guys have any tips for how to look after uh, uh, highlighted slash bleached hair, please do leave them for me because I don't know what to do with it. So... Thank you. Thank you for listening and watching and listening to the baby gurgle. Mm-hmm. He's asleep now, of course. And you know, if there's any mothers out there that are judging me for feeding the baby um, A, formula, and B, an apple pouch, which Alfie said yesterday was just 100% sugar, mm. um, fuck you. Yeah. Actually, don't fuck you. I mean, it's like, you know, don't judge me. It's prescribed formula because he's an extreme vomiter and apples... I think he's allowed an apple. Yeah, we all grew Give up the on baby potatoes, an apple. smiley faces. Get over it. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> okay, cool. Bye. Bye.